This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. And bro, the celebration continues. We partied hard in Portland. I know Stallion Riddle partied hard. And I know Stallion Pete, this man is a machine. Just look at him, bro. But, but Stallion Cup, he partied a little too hard. And uh, unfortunately, he has failed the wellness policy and has been suspended 30 days. It's, I know, it's a thing here. It's a thing here. Velveteen Dream. Brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back to talk more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks. Uh, dude, I don't even know if we got a chance to talk about this last week. I think I may have even forgotten uh, forgot to mention it, but there is a possibility that the presence of the WWE Network may be vastly diminished in, in the next few months or year, perhaps. Is it going away, you mean? I don't think it's necessarily going away, but uh, this is kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll try to make it as short as possible. So I was going to say, I don't know if we have time for a long story. Yes, uh, I'll try to make this as brief as possible, but uh, WWE once was a pay-per-view driven business Yes, where they were build their shows up and try to sell you a pay-per-view on pay-per-view that you'd have to pay at least 50 or $60 for WrestleMania's or I think near the end were almost seventy dollars, uh, which is insane to imagine spending that much money on a WrestleMania nowadays, especially uh, mm-hmm. considering how long and dull they are. But I was going to say, considering the length, though, it may be a good deal. Yeah, uh, they decided to uh, start the network up. So they Vince had hired mm-hmm. some people to help run the business end of WWE, and they're like, "We need to do a streaming service. We need to get ahead of the game. It's the wave of the future." And so their thing was like, okay, hey, everybody, we're starting this streaming service and pay-per-view is dead. It's a dying business and streaming is the future. And uh, they're not really wrong. They're right. Streaming was the future. future. Now, there was uh, an organization out there, not wrestling, but the UFC did uh, mixed martial arts pay-per-views. And they were still doing pay-per-view. 
and they were proving WWE very, very, very wrong. They were making a lot of good money on pay-per-view. Uh, I mean, you know, you had they had, like, huge stars. They had Ronda Rousey and then Conor McGregor yeah. and whatnot. So they made a ton of money on pay-per-views. And one day, ESPN started a streaming service. And they wanted people to join it, but nobody was. So they figured they would make a lucrative offer to UFC to buy the rights to their pay-per-view events. So they Mm. would pay UFC an exorbitant amount of money and all UFC pay-per-views would be removed from traditional pay-per-view and would only be available to view on the ESPN. The ESPN app. Yes. Yes. Uh, Which would be stupid in hindsight because far less people are watching the UFC pay-per-views than ever before. But UFC yeah. is making more money because ESPN was like, please, uh, yeah. we need people to come watch. So somebody eventually, a few years late, somebody nudged old Vince on the shoulder and they're like, hey, you know, people are paying a lot of money for these uh, rights for these big shows. And, you know, Vince, I'm sure, probably said something along the lines of like, goddamn. And uh, <laughs> he's now, and they mentioned this during the last uh uh, financial call thing the for stockholders, whatever that is, uh, yep. mentioned that they were thinking about doing something similar to this without openly going ahead and saying it, but news came out a few days ago, last week sometime, that WWE was in talks with ESPN for them to buy the pay-per-view rights, which would move all of the pay-per-views off of the WWE network and put them onto ESPN. <sighs> Not the archives, just when a new one happens, you need to see them on ESPN. That's the only place you can see them. And then eventually, I presumably a month or two months later, they'll end up on WWE Network. But that was one of the main reasons people bought the network in the first place was the $10 yeah. to watch every pay-per-view. Uh, so, yeah, that could be a thing. And the, the, the existence of the WWE Network, if they do this, could be very diminished, especially with NXT now on USA. Uh, it's available, and it's still on Hulu. Uh, yeah, but the Hulu episodes are shortened. Weird, are they? Well, they used to be. I haven't tried to watch them recently, but ah. when I've watched them in the past, yes, yes, they do take matches out. Weird. Okay, yeah, so they're. Di- mm-hmm. it's possible the WWE Network's presence may diminish. But well, there goes this podcast. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen, but we'll see. That no deal has been made official yet. So um it just Ugh. says that they're in talks. I will say I'm surprised because Vince seems to want a monopoly. Yeah. And well, he also wants yeah. a lot of money, I guess. That's true. Can he just like go away? <laughs> we just retire him. It's amazing. He's still around, but He's still around. Uh, All right, so let's talk about NXT. Uh, Weirdly enough, last week Mm -hmm. we talked about, uh, well, we talked about TakeOver, but it was also episode 546 of NXT. But weirdly enough, when I went to go, I just typed 547 when I went to take notes for this week. But then when I checked everything, everything listed this episode as 548. Maybe they count TakeOver as, a, as an episode. Maybe they do. I don't, but maybe they do. 
hmm. which is weird, but whatever. Uh, so it's uh, technically, I guess it's episode 548 of NXT. Uh, and we get our takeover recap. Of course, this is traditionally the hangover show, but they can't do those anymore. So they have to give us a full episode. And I thought this episode was super weird. Let's talk. I about did it. too, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about it. Undisputed era promo. They come out. Adam Cole says he's the greatest says the undisputed era is uh, going nowhere. They're the measuring stick in NXT says Roddy's going to take care of Velveteen dream. And then the disembodied spirit of Velveteen dream tells Roderick strong to be a man and leave undisputed era in the back. And Roderick strong says that he will make dream wish. He never came back. Uh, <laughs> this plays into this whole weird dynamic they're having yes. between Roderick Strong and uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, now, I know he's like, hey, you should leave your goons and your friends in the back so they can't help you win. But, um, you know, I'm sure if somebody, you know, threatened to take my family away from me, I would bring as many people with me as possible to go beat up the guy threatening to do that. So, yes. <laughs> however, we'll, we'll more on that a little bit later. Uh, we also get a recap of the Johnny Gargano turn stuff, and then we get our first match finally. It's Jordan Devlin and Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, because there was a talking segment and a video package, this match started, they wrestled to a standoff, and then immediately went to a commercial break. Yep. I hate that. When <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Uh, <laughs> I'm... It's, it it bothers me. Why don't they just go to a break during the entrances? Like, that's not that important, right? So, I don't know. I don't... Um... Back from the break, <laughs> Devlin, uh, Devlin hits the uh, uh, a moonsault for a two. He uh, works over Leo Rush for a while. And Leo tries to make a comeback more than once, but Devlin cuts him off uh, quickly each time. Toys with him a little bit, just mocking Leo Rush. Uh, tries to hit the Devlin side suplex, but it is countered. Uh, goes for the come up, but Devlin counters that. Uh, there's a lot of these. He tries another comeback, but gets cut off again. And then we yeah. have a second commercial break. So Leo Rush, the story of the first half of this match is Devlin is dominating him. Leo Rush is trying to fight back, but he can't. It's not, doesn't have enough fight not, in him, I guess. He's not quite there. Yeah. So back from the second break, and Leo finally starts a comeback attempt. Uh, hits a suicide dive, hits a crossbody for a two, but then Jordan Devlin hits a slingshot cutter for the cutoff. Uh, goes for the moonsault. He misses, but uh, a corkscrew dive hits. A Spanish fly hits, but Rush puts him in the Koji clutch instead. Devlin gets to the ropes. Uh, cuts him off in... Uh, I wrote here, cuts him off on the ropes. Oh, so he was climbing to the top rope. Yes. Uh, and sure. Yes. And uh, Leo Rush cuts Devlin off, hits an avalanche poison Rana, hits the come up for a big two, goes for the final hour, but misses, and Devlin hits him with a headbutt and then pulls him into the Devlin side suplex and gets the win. Uh, what did you think of the opener? There was a lot of things that happened here. Yes. Um, but I liked it. These guys are, for being um, 
like that 205 class or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, I think it's fun that they have different styles, but they're complementary. Mm-hmm. I think I always think of Devil Devlin is more like that big moves, like the strong guy, quote unquote, and rushes your high flyer. Yeah. Um, and but they work together. It was unlike who is that one guy? Is it Drew Gulak who used to be yes. the? Yes, he like, was the champion. He, yes, and he I thought was like the quote unquote strong guy guy but he was boring yeah so um no offense nice to drew gulak. To, no offense to drew gulak he was good it just was not you know did not excite he wasn't you. like that right well he wasn't that like fast pacedness yes i like the frantic wrestling is really what it is mm-hmm. i like when it's a little you know frenetic in there yes. <laughs> i enjoyed it um i liked it uh it was it was good but also, at the same time, I wasn't blown away. I thought this prob- I thought this would be better than it was, and I don't know what it was necessarily about this um, particular match because it's not like I don't think they did anything uh, bad. But like by the time mm-hmm. I was done watching it, I'm like, oh, that was good. I gave it three and a half. Me too. Oh, okay. So, hey, all right, that's not bad. Uh, we're on the to same me, page. that means I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, three and a half is a good score. I, I yeah. think I think when I saw that match on paper, I'm like, oh, that that should be very very good. But yeah. instead, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and I, maybe even the best match on the show. Now that I have to go back and look, but three point five two from Grapple. So we're yeah, so all, we're all right there. We're all in agreement. Yeah, That's good so job, nice. Grapple. That's so nice. Uh, so, some guy. Is with Tegan Knox, uh, not Tegan Knox, but uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I have no yeah. idea who this guy is. They gave him Kathy Kelly is gone. Kathy Kelly is gone, so they just brought some guy in. Uh, gave him a microphone. Gave him a microphone. Yeah, there's he got no name graphics, and nobody nobody yeah. threw to him to be like, "Hey, here's so and so with Dakota Kai." And during the interview, neither of them mentioned his name. So I don't know who this was. Okay, so uh, Raquel Gonzalez basically said what I said she should. She said what I said she should have said. See if we can yes. keep that in on track. Uh, but she didn't say it as well as I did. Uh, she did say <laughs> she did say the I was working here for a long time. Uh, yeah. But my my thinking was like you know, play into the fact that Tegan has been given these opportunities. She's been hurt. You haven't. Uh, they didn't do any of that. And also, I, uh, the few times I've seen Raquel Reina Gonzalez, uh, I've liked mm-hmm. her in the ring, but I feel like she's got a bit of a ways to go on the microphone. Everybody sounds kind of, like, stilted a little bit in NXT. There's some people who really stand out, like Ciampa or Finn or Gar- people who are really seasoned when it comes to, like, People yeah, who, Adam Cole. Yeah, people who are out on the independents or internationally where they don't have that safety net and they kind of just had to learn and kind of got good at it. I will, yeah, you know, I and I will say, I think Bianca has gotten like amazing on she's the got, mic. She's gotten much better, yes. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, that's part of the weirdness of this show, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Regal comes in and says in two weeks, Dakota Kai will face Tegan Knox in war games without a roof. 
Uh, yep. Love it. A single ring war game without a roof, uh, a.k.a. Yeah. a cage match. Also, I love when William Regal comes in profile because he looks like a scared bird. <laughs> he looks like Hey Hey from Moana. He's like a vulture. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Austin Theory comes out for a match. This is where the show starts getting weird. I uh, loved it. Outside of the weirdness of the Velveteen Dream Roderick Strong thing, this is where the show properly starts to get a little weird. Austin Theory comes out for a match, and then Ciampa walks out. But not for a match with Austin Theory. He just starts to cut a promo while Theory is like, what the <laughs> fuck? Dude, I have yep. a match. He's just in the ring. And Ciampa warns him. He's like, yeah, not today. Don't test me. Which I will say, I want that kind of power. Yes. Just You just walk in, start talking, and somebody comes up to interrupt you, and you're just like, don't even think about it. And they just walk away. Uh, well, Ciampa says that he should have seen this coming from Johnny Gargano. He didn't pay attention to his surroundings. Uh, says that Johnny and Goldie are essentially tied together. Says that uh, he knows why Johnny did this. Uh before he can continue talking, Austin Theory has had enough and goes up to Ciampa again. Ciampa just punches him and continues talking. Says that if he is to get his life back, if he is to get Goldie back, there can be no Johnny Gargano in NXT. So, Jacqueline, that sounds to me like you're going to get a Gargano-Ciampa-Loser-Leaves-NXT match. Yeah, and I have a question, and I tried to Google this, but didn't Gargano already have a Loser-Leaves-NXT match and he uh, lost. He, okay, so he did. Yes, he had a match yeah. with uh, Andrade, Was it Andrade, Andrade Cien Almas for the uh, for the championship, and uh, or maybe it was even non-title at that point. Uh, and Champa cost him the match, and he right. had to technically leave NXT, but he came back in uh, to screw with Champa, and then Champa demanded the match with Gargano, and that's when they had the unsanctioned match, the first match of their feud. Uh, And if Johnny Gargano won, he would be reinstated. Right. So So he's come back from this before. He has. (laughs) Uh, Theory, by the way, comes for Ciampa again, and Ciampa just murders him, just throws him up against the the guard railing like four or five times. Yeah, and I do have to note that there was a guy in the crowd right behind the guardrail in a DIY shirt who loved every second of what was going on <laughs> and i truly enjoyed watching him watch this like it was um it was really uh entertaining so you're that guy yes thank you uh <laughs> continuing uh continuing with the strangeness of this show they did a finn balor video where he really didn't say anything of importance or note he was just like i'm here I told you NXT was my chessboard, and next week you can see my next move. That was it. That's what they gave us time for. Uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. The first thing I wrote down about this, hmm. what is happening? <laughs> yeah. What a weird team. And Grizzled Young Veterans are still hanging out in the U.S.? Okay. Well. Uh, well, they did so really quick. They did mention on NXT UK that William Regal liked them or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like they are playing into the storyline with NXT UK I see. that they're still around. Yeah. 
the veterans just outclass Wild for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, Joaquin hits a moonsault press and gets the tag to Mendoza, who actually does run wild. He hits moves for a little bit, but then immediately gets cut off, and they hit Ticket to Mayhem on Raul Mendoza and pin him. Uh, before we talk about the uh, the post-match, which is, I think, the best part of this match, uh, what did you think of this very short tag team match? It was short, but I, I love Raul Mendoza. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad, I'm so happy to see him. Like, I want to see more of him. Um, I hate that they don't give him a lot of time. Um, this was a very bizarre matchup. Yes. But it was very fun. And actually, in watching this, I'm like, man, I think I like Joaquin Wilde. Mm-hmm. Why is he not getting play like um, Cameron Grimes is? Yeah. Like, they were all kind of in that same quote-unquote class. You know yes. what I mean? So, I don't know. But I did I did enjoy it. I thought there was a lot of really good big moves in here. Um, and I did not realize until this match just how lanky Gibson is. Yes. Like, he's super, like, I don't know. Like, he's just, he's not very tall, but he has, like, long arms. Yes. I don't know. I'm like, I wish I had a camera so you could see. I'm like, (laughs) putting my arms out. Doing, like, noodle arms? Yeah, I am. And I am (laughs) all of 5'2", so, like, you can imagine (laughs) how Um, great that is. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say he's, he's probably, he's got enough like muscle and weight on him to not be gangly, but yeah, if he didn't, he would be there. And I have to mention again, the one guy in the audience or the crowd who had his shoe off. Yeah. The one guy who wanted to make it happen. One, there was one guy, he was standing there with his shoe and I was like, you do you buddy way to try and way to try and make this happen. Yeah. It did not. Um, but he was a hey, man. I give you credit for trying. A for effort at that time. What would you give? Uh, what would you give the match? You're gonna think I'm nuts. I gave it a three and a half. I enjoyed this. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. So I went two and three quarters. Yeah. Due to its shortness. Uh, That's fair. Grapple two point four three. We're all wrong. Oof. Holy moly. <laughs> well, uh, I almost want to give this post match promo by James Gibson. Uh, a uh, Zach Gibson. A Zach Gibson. My bad. It's James Drake. Drake. James yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. We have reached that point where you remember the names, and I, yeah, I do know. Not. I uh, know. What is this? <laughs> Zach Gibson gets on the microphone. Thank God. <laughs> he says, "Land of the free and home of the brave." Nah. Land of the neckbeards and home of the ignorant Yanks. <laughs> I'm like, are you supposed to be a heel or not? Because you're not supposed to tell the truth, Zach Gibson. Uh, He puts themselves over as soon to be the world's number one. He's awesome. I love him. Yep. I love him. And again, I love uh, James Drake just there, like, bobbing his head and, like, digging in. I don't know what they, their their whole dynamic is super fun. I love them. Yes. Um, The Broser weights come out. Matt Riddle asks where the golf cart is. I This is so weird because he's like, where's the golf cart? And Dunn's like, it got impounded because of you, remember? And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, he remembers. All that matters, Dunn says, is that they are the tag team champions. Riddle says that after their title victory, they partied really hard. Stallion Riddle 
he partied really hard. Stallion Pete, he's a machine. He said, look, just look at him. I love when they do that. They're like, just look at him. And then the camera zooms in on Pete Dunn, and he's just stone-faced. It's always great. But Stallion Cup, the Dusty Rhodes classic, partied really hard and unfortunately has failed the wellness policy and has been suspended for 30 days. I thought that was genius. I don't know. There's only one problem with this. I feel like this was their way of writing off the trophy because usually after, after the trophy win and then the title match, usually the trophy just vanishes. But Matt Riddle has turned this trophy into a character. Yeah. And this trophy needs to come back in a month. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm going to, what I'm going to be very disappointed if it doesn't come back. Uh, your calendars for 30 days. (laughs) And then as soon as Matt Riddle is done, the theme song of the Brit Am Brawlers play and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch come out. And I'm like, where have these guys been? Yeah. They've been off TV forever. Oni Lorcan comes out wearing a 205 Live jacket. So I guess maybe that's where he's been. Yeah. And they've, I have seen them on NXT UK. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth Phoenix had the commentary line of the night. Uh, when this match is starting with hold counter hold with Birch and Pete Dunn, and then mm-hmm. Oni Lorkin gets in, and then Beth notes that Oni Lorkin had once tweeted that he's deeply in love with kicking ass. <laughs> Which was, I mean, it was awesome when he tweeted it. I, I've seen Oni Lorkin is usually a must follow on Twitter, he's usually hilarious. Okay. Uh, and he usually only types in all capital letters, but Love it. he's a lot of fun. But hearing Beth Phoenix say it also gave me a chuckle. Uh, that's fair. That's the line they left off on when they went to a commercial break, <laughs> which of course I mean, had wouldn't you? Of, yeah, I mean, and yeah. I want to stick around to see what happened. <laughs> uh, we're back, and the brawlers are in charge somehow, working over Riddle. We didn't see what happened. Uh, Dunn cuts in. Uh, he gets in. He runs wild. There's a double-team powerbomb on Danny Birch, but Oni Lorcan uh, breaks up the pin. They go back to work on Riddle for a while. Uh, then Dunn gets in, runs wild again, kicks everybody in the head, and everybody is down for a minute. Uh, then Oni Lorcan, he gets up, he runs wild on everybody. Uh, but then... With all the facial expressions. Oh, Sorry. of course. Uh, <laughs> then he gets his fingers snapped. They hit him with the Riddle end, and they pin him for the victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was good, but not Did as good you? as I thought this was going to be. Again, maybe well, short, but short, I liked it. Wasn't it wasn't flashy. Yeah. I didn't think it needs to be, though. Um, the Brit and Brawlers are not flashy, and I love them for that. Mm-hmm. They're s- scrappy to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought this was fun, though. And... To what you said earlier, um, we haven't seen Lorcan and Birch in a long time. Yes. Just glad they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure they're all right. Yeah. Uh, Happy to see that. So I liked uh, I liked when my favorite part of this match was when Oni Lorcan ran wild. Yeah. He's my, like when he gets into like that third gear, he's like my favorite person in the world. Like, yep. he makes all those wacky faces 
and then he hits people so hard and he moves so quickly. I wanted to see like an expression off with like Oni and like Matt Riddle. I think they would have like a great like because Matt Riddle also he's I think his facial expressions are underrated. He's got some mm. so he he makes some great faces sometimes. He does, but I still think Oni Lorcan and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh yes, they're by far the most cartoony. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure Oni Lorcan uh, or Kyle O'Reilly would be the most likely to be able to like make their eyes literally pop out of their heads like a cartoon. They've come Probably. close a few times. Uh, yes. So I like it the match. Like trying. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I like the match. I, I would place it in the category of good, but just didn't, again, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, what what yeah. would you give it? I gave it a three. Ah, me too. There you I go. gave it a three. I thought we were going to be way off on this one today, but. No, Grapple, 2.98. Wow. So that's a three. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, backstage, bad guy Roderick Strong convinces the rest of the Undisputed Era that he's going to do this on his own for the honor of his wife and child. I do want to say one thing what a about, this whole, about this whole feud. Yes. Um. Oh, God. I have so many problems with bringing the family into it. And I've said it before and I'll say it again before the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I wanted to point out is that Roderick Strong keeps saying my wife, whereas Velveteen Dream keeps referring to her by name. As Marina, yes. Thank you for like realizing she has more, you know, she is a person. Yes. You know, so anyway, just thought I'd mention that. (laughs) Makes me angry. I just... (laughs) And like, I'm okay with a bad guy bringing in someone's family, uh, bringing someone's family into it because that makes a motivation for the good guy. And you want to see the good guy beat up the bad guy. They're doing it opposite. They're doing, they're definitely doing it backwards. And then, oh my God, Jacqueline, the shit hit the fan like back to back and back to back segments for me on this show. (laughs) Apparently on Twitter... The Forgotten Sons got mad at what the Grizzled Young Veterans said. They are American. They are military veterans. Okay, hold on. What was the last thing that Zach Gibson said in his promo? Or the last thing Zach Gibson said about America? He says it's the the home of the ignorant Yanks. Yes, well, something like that. Well, I'll be if the Forgotten Sons didn't actually live up to that by getting mad that the Grizzled Young Veterans call themselves the Grizzled Young Veterans because they're not war veterans. And I'm like, well, no, they're veterans of wrestling, you idiots. That's why they call themselves the Grizzled Young Veterans. They're the Grizzled Young Veterans of wrestling. They're not, they're not saying they're war veterans. But apparently, the, uh, here's the uh, here's the point. They are, and I wrote here, oh man, they're trying to make them good guy patriots. Yeah. I am not here for this. No one is. I can't wait for their match. I think everyone's going to root for... Grizzled Young Veterans? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Good. Is that in two weeks? I feel like it is. I hope it's in a hundred weeks. (laughs) <laughs> I hope they tease it for episode like 1000 of NXT. <laughs> oh man. And then I'm like, okay, things are, 
Things are picking up. <laughs> Keith Lee comes out. I'm like, all right, all right. Things are picking up. Before he can even get talking, Kona Reeves appears from the ether. He's the finest. Where did he come from? He's been gone for like a year. He was hiding. Well, he wants to challenge Keith Lee. Keith Lee says, ring the bell. He just grabs him and hits the Big Bang Catastrophe and pins him. Jacqueline, technically, this had a opening bell and a closing bell. So this is a match. Oh. Did you even rate it? No. I gave it a quarter of a star. That's fair. For Keith Lee executing his one move. But <laughs> I would have given it one, but because Kona Reeves came out on screen, <laughs> I deducted many, I deducted a few quarter points. Three quarters of a point. point yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, Grapple gave this a point eight nine. Hmm. I disagree. I think that's pretty high for this. Uh, and Everyone then, just wants to see Kona get hit. <laughs> and then things get even weirder. So Dominic Dijakovic comes out. Right. After they had their big match at TakeOver. And which, by the way, was billed as their final encounter. Was it? It really was. And I didn't then, hear that. And then they get up and they afterwards they shake hands, they hug it out. Dijakovic walks out here and says, he literally says, I'm sorry, but I'm not ready to move on. Like he gets a choice. Keith Lee no beat him. No one's ready for this this feud to end though. I mean I I'm like not ready. I like their matches, but I don't think this was a good way to continue this. Uh, but I, there is no one else who I think could be in the ring with either of them and put up a good good match. I mean, I think Keith Lee is, can work well with lots of other people. So far, yes. Dijakovic seems to only be doing very well with Keith Lee. Uh, so you say that, but I've seen Keith Lee mm -hmm. at house shows, and they never have... He's never as good as when he's with Dijakovic. Yeah. I mean, they have really great chemistry. That's, that's for sure, but... Mm -hmm. <sighs> So he tries to say to Keith Lee, you know, when I hit you with that Spanish fly off the top rope, that was meant to beat you. But the only thing it did was ruin my back. So I couldn't pick you up for the feast your eyes. And Keith Lee essentially said, tough shit. Like, you know, what did you want me to do? Like, give you time to recuperate? You know, we're in a match for the title. I beat you. You lost. Uh, says, however... That no matter where he goes, he always hears the crowd chant, and literally, like they flipped a switch, the crowd just starts chanting, fight forever. And he says, look, if you can talk Regal into it, I'm up to fighting you forever. Which sounds weird, but uh, I, I can be okay with this if, like, Dijakovic begs Regal for, like, a non-title match. And if he can beat Keith Lee, he can get another title match. But, like, I don't want to see them for the title again. Dijakovic just lost. And if you just lost, you shouldn't get another shot. But Fine, I, but if these two gents are at TakeOver Tampa together, I'm going to cry in the audience. <laughs> I'm sure That's it'll be awesome. That's how happy I'm going to be. Uh, Caden Carter and Chelsea Green. The weirdness Weird. continues. Uh, yes, I, but I enjoyed this. Here's the, one thing I, here's the one thing I sort of liked about this Chelsea Green-Robert Stone thing. I like that it was supposed to be this big debut. 
the Robert Stone brand, and this is like his his uh like the, yeah the diamond the centerpiece, and she loses. So he's like, okay, we're just gonna do a relaunch of the brand. <laughs> I thought that was very funny and clever. Uh, yes. So they do the relaunch with Caden Carter and Chelsea Green. It's all Carter early. Carter. And yeah. then Chelsea cuts her off, works her over, and then Bianca Belair just hops into the ring with a mic. She does the Kanye West thing from, like, years ago now, I think, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Taylor Swift thing. She literally sure. does, like, the I'm going to let y'all finish. Uh, and then she just cuts a promo on Charlotte. While this is happening, Caden Carter and Chelsea Green, heated adversaries and rivals fighting each other, I presume, are just sitting off to the side. Dumbfounded. Yeah, just sitting there. Well, they're dumbfounded. And what are they going to do? They're like, what the hell? Bianca tells Charlotte, you don't go here, but now I kind of want you to. And she wants a match with Charlotte. Uh, By the way, they don't say it here, but on Twitter... Uh, after the show, they do announce a Charlotte-Bianca match for this week. So, okay, and I have a question about that, but let's get back to the match before. Yes, she gets out of the ring, and the match just continues. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) It was super weird. Uh, But what a way to, like, break up this show. Like... (laughs) I thought it was genius because I'm like, you're right. I don't see this all the time and I'm okay with it. That was, I, I will tell you that. I, I, and I will, I will give you that for sure. That is very different. Not uh, yes. Uh, well, anyway, the match just continues. Uh, Caden gains control back. Robert Stone interferes, sweeps her leg out from underneath her. And uh, Chelsea Green hits the unprettier and wins. It's called an unprettier. That's her finish. Yes. Interesting. I don't know how to best rate this match because yeah. it's super. I put weird. it all together. Did you? Um, I will say too the one thing I really the one there was one big move I really liked in this match the catapult that they did mm-hmm. and man because I think I don't know if it's because of their height difference that it just looks so nasty but these women I thought did a pretty decent job consider all things considered mm-hmm. um and I loved the interruption I really did. This is, gonna be, this is going to be a tale of two match ratings, I think. Two? Well, I, no, I'm saying this might oh. be a tale of two different yeah, match yeah. ratings. Well, I get two and three quarters. Okay. That's actually not that much. I, I thought for mm-hmm. sure, I'm like, oh man, what if she give it like a three or a three and a quarter? or Gave it a four. Like no, <laughs> I did not like the match interruption, although I didn't think the match was all that great anyway. Uh... Chelsea Green, I remember her being better in better? the ring. Yeah, before before WWE. I've seen her a few times, and she looked was better. Was her name Chelsea uh, Green before? It, w- it was, yes. Okay. Uh, just wondering. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I gave it one and a half. Wow. You know. Uh, well, you know we what? We're very off. <laughs> you know what, though? Grapple 145. So Dang, they, Grapple. they liked it less than I did. Man, you guys. I, thought, I really enjoyed like how this all went. I thought it was so weird and novel, and I loved it. 
Well, it's definitely weird. It's just a matter of whether or not you you thought the weirdness was refreshing or just weird. Yeah. It was my kind of weird, I Um, Luckily, they eventually announced this Bianca-Charlotte match because I wrote here, apparently the big match for next week is Austin Theory and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, which is a match that's happening, but I've now we've now learned that that is not the big match for the next episode. So the Charlotte Bianca match, do you think that's going? If Bianca wins, do you think it's going to be a three way match at the at WrestleMania? I think if she wins, that they could totally make that argument. I don't think that's she's going to win, but I think if she did, they could make that argument. Yes, because. That's what the Twitterverse was saying, that mm-hmm. it's going to be all three of them. And I'm really interested to see how they're going to make that one happen. Yes. Uh, so Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream is your main event. Mm-hmm. I thought they had a very awkward start to this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. did, they did not look in sync with one another. Uh, Velveteen Dream was still looking kind of wild in the ring. Like not in a well, not in a good way, like in a like in a kind of uncontrolled, kind of sloppy way. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I thought maybe he was just rusty. There's some people who, uh, if you've been in wrestling for years mm-hmm. and years and years, and you have to take a lot of time off, and you come back, you just pick right up where you left off. Uh, yeah. But Dream has really not been wrestling for that long. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think when he got hurt and was gone for a while, he came back. I think he's a little rusty because I wrote, I wrote they have a very awkward start. My next sentence is, what the hell is happening? Like, it's a really clunky beginning to this match. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's also he's also wrestling in this incredible outfit. I will say that. Yes. Dream's that wrestling is... in like some coveralls or something. Uh, okay. I'm it not... is called a jumpsuit. A jumpsuit. <laughs> jumper. Well, yeah, jumpsuit type thing. Yeah. yeah. One piece. But I'm going to tell you what I was distracted by the whole time, though. This is in the beginning. And yes. I think this is why I stopped paying attention. His new logo is upside down Mickey Mouse's. <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes, it's the three circles. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is upside down Mickey. It uh, is. And I, I think that's what I was just staring at it the whole time. Mesmerized. I, like, I know this cloud pattern. <laughs> Dream. Dream eventually takes control as this starts to look like a wrestling match, I wrote. Uh, yes. Roddy in charge now, works on the back. Commercial break. Coming back from the break, there's a strike exchange and Dream is back in control. Roddy cuts him off after some, uh, I wrote here, not pretty ring work. And I wrote, Dream seems very rusty to me. Side slam mm-hmm. on the top rope for a two. Uh, hits him with a tiger bomb into the stronghold. Dream gets to the ropes. He keeps working him over. Uh, Velveteen Dream makes a comeback, finishing it off with the Dream Valley driver. And then pulls off his jumper to reveal more marina tights. Yep. And then the Undisputed Era get mad. They come out to try to jump him. Uh he leaps onto them, uh, takes them out, tries to leap onto Roddy, but gets the knees for two. And then he picks up Velveteen Dream, but Dream just picks him up and hits another Dream Valley driver out of nowhere and pins Roderick Strong. Yeah. So Dream, the good guy, wins. I don't. Wait, I, I don't know if he's the oh, good guy. Yeah. 
I it's, it's we don't question, know. It's questionable. I think he is definitely supposed to be the good guy, but he weirdly decided to bring Roderick Strong's innocent family into this, which makes it really strange. Well, he's after his revenge. And then ultimately it makes Roderick Strong look very bad because he could not defend his family. Family, yeah. So this whole thing is just weirdsville to me. Uh, but <laughs> I thought this match, by the time it ended, it reached to the point of being okay. But I was actually mm-hmm. stunned because Roderick Strong is almost always great. And the last time I actually saw Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong together before the injury, they were really good. Like, they were not this, you know, mismatched. You know, they've had a few matches for like the. They have. Uh, mostly for the North American Championship. So I know that they could have good matches together. And it it was weird. It was like uh, Roderick Strong went to like an, like an independent event in like France and had to work with a guy who doesn't speak English. And this was like, this is what they came up with through like their broken attempts to communicate with one another. It was it's very muddy at times. I know it's a very specific. That's uh, a that is a very specific reference. Um, I will say I didn't find it quite as. Um, I don't know. I guess I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. I think mm-hmm. because sometimes when I watch matches, I think of alternative alternatives, mm-hmm. like um, of what can happen, and I get and I um, amuse myself. <laughs> um, and I think like I, that helps me. So like part of this. Um, I was really hoping that Marina would like come out and just punch Dream in the face after yeah. he like took off his jumpsuit or something. And I was like, "Oh man, wouldn't that be great?" And like I laughed at myself. And uh, <laughs> then she didn't. And then she didn't. But like still, I was like, "Oh, that's a good thought." Hmm. Um, yes, <laughs> so that is a good. I thought. guess. <laughs> so I guess if like my if my mind wanders enough like that, like and I put in mm-hmm. my own, you know, alternate storyline. Got like I your head cannon. It. Yeah. 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 In my mind, other things happened here. <laughs> uh, what, what did you give it? I gave it a three. Oh, see, you know, we are really not that far off. I went two and three quarters. Oh, wow. Con- so, all things considered, I thought we were going to be much different. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Grapple, 2.85. Wow. So right in the middle. Yeah. They were above me on that one and much, uh, not much closer to you, but closer to you for sure. Uh, yeah. So that was just a strange episode of NXT. Uh I'm not sure what's going on necessarily, but this is, I will say this, this is a bit of a concerning pattern that I'm seeing. Uh, This is a thing. And I guess it just depends, but, and your tastes may vary, but this is a thing in comparison with AEW, the the only other wrestling show I watch that show. It feels like everything, especially the last few weeks, they've been clicking really well, but I everything feels like it's moving forwards towards something. Like everything on the show feels like it's it's moving forwards towards something. And a lot of NXT sometimes feels very aimless. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of it is just like we've got two hours and we've got to fill it. But you know they, I don't think it's too early to start building towards Takeover Tampa Bay. But mm-hmm. the only thing I feel like there's really sort of going to be in place is the Gargano Ciampa thing, but that was only because it was such a big moment where it's like, well, yeah, they're not going to do that on TV. That's of course going to be for the big show. So, but everything else, we have kind of no idea what else is going to be happening on that show. 
no, no. clue at all. Not yet. I'm, I'm really interested to see who's going to go up for the title. Oh, with Adam Cole. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, you got, you said you guys were theorizing that it would be maybe Finn Balor, which would make sense. But yeah. I've been hearing that they might be doing Finn Balor and Walter at the NXT UK, uh, the Dublin show. So Finn Balor in Ireland challenging Walter for the title. Um, maybe they'll have him do both, though. Maybe he'll have the match with Cole. Maybe maybe he'll beat Walter and they'll do champion Winner versus take champion. All match? Yeah, oh. maybe. That'd be awesome. He can't beat Walter. Uh, Triple H, listen to me. Do this. I mean, I don't want to see Walter lose right now anyway either, but that would be a really cool match if they did Adam Cole and Finn Balor for, and they did both belts. Uh, that would be. That would be pretty right. cool. Uh, but yeah. I, as long as it's on TakeOver, I've heard rumors that maybe it'll be that um, Adam Cole, the NXT Championship, will be at WrestleMania. And I tell you what, I will be pissed. <laughs> Did we? Did they actually say when the UK one is? It's UK one in March, or is it after? I don't know. I don't actually remember now. Maybe they can't do that. I don't know, everybody. Uh, well, anyway, as it pertains to uh, the all-important war, which is pretty much over at this point, but we're still talking mm-hmm. about it. Uh, NXT did 794,000. AEW did 893,000. This is kind of weird. And, and NXT has basically been doing... 700,000 since the beginning of the year. And uh, AEW has been essentially in the high eights to mid nine thousands since the beginning of the year. And uh, that's where it's basically been at. Uh, For the third week in a row, I'm giving my vote to AEW for the best show. They've just been on a crazy roll lately. Uh, They had a weird dip in quality for a little bit there where NXT was just outclassing them every week. Uh, in terms of just everything, but uh, yeah, hasn't been like that the last few weeks. Uh, AEW has been an awesome show. Hopefully, uh, NXT can pick things up. They have a match that I'm actually really looking forward to, and it's not Tommaso Ciampa and Austin Theory. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that match will be fine, but I am really sure, looking. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to uh, the EST and the Queen. I'm sure that match will be very good. That will be a good match. I'm excited now. I feel like they're going to complement each other very well. So, uh, I hope so. Excited for that. Uh, All right. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can come back next time and hear us talk about more NXT on the USA and WWE Network's Featuring Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Velveteen Dream.